You know what I love? I love it when you record a podcast for an hour and you think, man, love that podcast. What a great podcast. But then your best friend and sometimes worst enemy audacity comes knocking on your door and says, hey, what if you didn't love that podcast as much? What if I just got rid of, say, the first, I don't know, 25 minutes of you and your friends discussing whatever you were discussing? I would say don't, but me saying don't isn't really, like, feedback that Audacity is looking for, so it goes ahead and does it anyway. In this episode of the Super Jump podcast, if you can call it a real episode, I'm not sure how I'm going to number this, um, we, we're just going to dive right into the 25-minute mark. Not because anything bad happened, more because anything, because, um, that is my favorite place to start. Uh, that's just my favorite place to start a podcast. It's fun that way. It's, it can, you, you wonder like, hey, why are they talking like they, they, uh, talked about Fortnite earlier? And like, I just don't know, I, I, I just don't know what they're referring to. Uh, that's on you. It's like a puzzle now. Isn't that fun? You, we can do it like a, a, like a puzzle of a podcast. So I'm just going to jump you in, um, just, just a brief precursor of what might or might not have been eaten by the mechanical monster known as Audacity. Um, we talked about Fortnite for a while, and we talked about how Wyatt's getting back into playing it. And both of us are very pro-Fortnite. We're, we're, we're loving how it's going. We're very excited about the way it tells a story using the environment, using the, the online environment that everyone's there at the same time for. It's awesome. Uh, and Wyatt also played a game called Shadowverse, which uh, I believe he talked about in the last episode as well. So you, you'll still have some background for that. It's a, it's a card game, a uh, free-to-play card game that he, he really enjoys. Uh, I don't want to just word for word regurgitate what he said because i actually kind of don't know what he said thank you audacity um so then we we went into the newsy nipple which i'm about to uh, drop you in the middle of right now where we were talking about the leaked harry potter rpg so without any further ado let's get right into that on three two one let's go within a certain limitation and you can't just explore hogwarts willy-nilly all over the place it was like level based and you had to do weird mini games like plucking pumpkins for the weasleys or whatever (laughs) uh yeah and it was you know they were all they were all tie-in games when in an era when tie-in games were lazy and plentiful and now i feel like there's there's fewer tie-in games and they are all they they all matter more um Mm -hmm. like during now the time games that come to mind are like kingdom hearts and spider-man for ps4 which which Mm -hmm. which are so uh so so full of effort and and love for the original source material and this looks like it's following in those tracks um so based on the footage you play as a customizable wizard and who is I guess like a fifth year, which means fifteen. Um, yeah. But you know, that they looked a little bit older than that. Maybe they're just kind of playing around with ages and in, in the way you look. But sure. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. Yeah, because the character model looked more like a like a seventh year than than like a fifth year. 
yeah they looked like young adults more than like older mm-hmm. kids but uh i don't know i that's kind of been harry potter's thing for a while i guess uh um, yeah yeah daniel radcliffe looked pretty old by the end of those movies he did yeah especially when you see pictures of them from like the first movie you're just like oh my lord they were babies and then they're like these actual grown people at the end of the thing when they're only supposed to be like 17 yeah <laughs> yeah the 17 is really young 17 is really young for harry potter like yeah like thinking about all the stuff they did like can you imagine 17 dealing with like every year basically having a a, a near death experience yeah, I, I think it makes sense for an 11-year-old and a 12-year-old to be the focus of, like, the first two books. And then all of a sudden, in book three, you're supposed to be 13 while... O- no, no way, man. 13-year-olds are yeah, so 13 young. Yeah, 13 in life. 13-year-olds <laughs> yeah. are... They haven't seen any life yet. Um, anyway, this game, you can you can uh, take classes at Hogwarts. You can, you can cast spells and, and stuff in an open-world-ish environment. Looks a little sandboxy, but not, not too sandboxy. Um... So, when this originally leaked, people thought it was Rocksteady, which, mm-hmm. uh, I got, I, I'll be frank, when I found out it wasn't Rocksteady, I was a little disappointed. Uh, yeah, same, because when, yeah. when I, because when I, because when I saw Rocksteady, I was like, oh my god, this is basically Arkham Asylum, but with Harry Potter. Because yeah. I was like, Arkham, like, those Arkham games were fantastic. I didn't care for the third one as much, but, like, Arkham Asylum and Arkham City were fantastic. Um... So it's like I was like that them getting their hands on this seems like it would be really amazing. Yeah, um unfortunately it's not that. It's not Arkham City but Harry Potter. Um but it is it is a notable uh developer who I I think is also a pretty good fit for this. Um Avalanche St- uh Softworks, which is not Avalanche Studios. Uh different they are different places, different people. Uh Avalanche Studios they they're known for making things like um the 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 Max Payne games and Rage 2 they're making Rage 2 um Avalanche Softworks made the Disney Infinity games and uh way back they made the Toy Story 3 game which is a really good video game of a surprisingly good uh licensed game they they basically did a bunch of Disney games. They were owned by Disney. Uh, Disney sold them be, when they were going through their their huge period of buying and selling all the different people like three or four years ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and it looks like Warner Brothers bought them, and they they kept the studio largely intact, which is great. People kept their jobs for the most part. Um, I'm sure some people were laid off, but un- unfortunately, that might be. Uh, an unavoidable circumstance of, of transitioning owners. Uh, they, Warner Brothers actually published their their most recent game, Cars Three, which is a Disney movie. Um, so that's pretty crazy. But yeah, but yeah. Th- so this is Avalanche Softworks, uh, Soft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it looks great. That's all I have to say about it. It's yeah. It's I mean, great. it looks fun. Like you said, I hope that it's not something that. I mean, because it looks like it's fairly far into development because it didn't look kind of like, you know, we see like alpha footage of some games sometimes and they look very, very rough. But this one, I mean, for being like a grainy, looks like somebody took video of a video or something like that. Yeah. Um, it, it looked fairly good. You know, you could see 
they were you know could cast different spells so like you had it was almost like kind of like a wheel or of sorts that you could kind of select when you want to do different um different spells so i mean it seems like it could there was some combat i think you could see like some trolls or some sort of uh some type of enemy you were in like the great hall or something like that so like you can see that there's it feels like there's some pretty good potential there so um Hopefully we don't have to wait too long to see about it, but I'm I'm excited. Like I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. Like I didn't I didn't read them when I was like a younger kid. I didn't read them until high school, but once I did, I was completely fell in love and was very obsessed with them for a long time. So this is like one of those kind of playing to my my younger self kind of games that I'm very excited for. Um, just a just a quick note. I've been saying Avalanche Softworks. And it is not that. It is Avalanche Software. Software. Like, the actual ah, word. Gotcha. Softworks, not a word. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know why I was saying that. I, something else is Softworks, probably. I, I don't know what I'm thinking. Um, but, but yeah, it looks like it looks like it's just going to be really good. I, I have a lot of hopes for this game. I, I hope... Um, I, I hope it doesn't leak too much more. I think it leaked exactly yeah. the correct amount. Because the way mm-hmm. they've shown this game... Um, a, a lot of times games leak in in unfortunate ways that that don't show off like their strengths. I like I, I get to thinking about early last year there was Mario and Rabbids and everyone was very against it from the get go, uh, because yeah. it it just leaked in a way. It sounds silly, and yeah, yeah what we saw was not very good. It, like it 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 had a promotional art saying Peach the badass princess, and people are like, "Come on, it's P- Princess Peach. He isn't." <laughs> don't don't be this way <laughs> yeah uh, but then when they saw it it was people generally liked it um but but this was this was all great i i'm hoping that this wasn't somehow overselling what this game is yeah right yeah. that would be really sad i i really don't want like a return to i'm just thinking of this one uh chamber of secrets game where some parts of that game kind of looked like some part of parts of this footage but we're also just, you know, like, find three kerfuffles in, in the library. <laughs> but you have to move really slow so Snape doesn't see you. And <laughs> that was just basically uh, the whole game. That sounds like every, like, you know, when you're talking about movie tie-ins, like, I'm glad that we're past the point where those were a prevalent thing. Because, like, I remember every big movie had, like, a tie-in game. Yeah. Like, when we're, like, growing up. Like, I remember I had... You know, there was like a Star Wars Revenge of the Sith game where it was in like every game where it was just like you had one character model and then you just kind of continually fought like the same cookie cutter of enemies over and over and you got like a little kind of story cut scene. So I'm glad that like people don't have to experience the terribleness that <laughs> is those games any longer. So it's like we've thankfully move past those things now yeah it's also like if if a movie gets made of your book or of your video game or of some existing story that's like a big deal right that that shows mm-hmm. that it's going to be seen by a lot more people there's going to be a lot more money thrown on it than ever before it's it's like going to be respected to some degree as a story and i i think finally games have come to that point where they're like if if you make a game of my property like there's there's no reason it should be any less moneyed or an, any less like effortful than your yeah. other um, stuff. And yeah, because yeah. it feels like we don't get too many bad games anymore. Like I mean, there are still some bad games, but like I remember 
you know, back in the day, like early PS2 days, you know, there were just a lot of just really bad games that, you know, had bad art, bad, you know, control systems and everything. And we've kind of, we've kind of gotten into this era where we're kind of spoiled to an extent because like a lot of the really big games that come out are pretty good. There isn't a lot of like huge clunkers anymore. Yeah. I like, there were more bad games than there were good games by a considerable margin for a while. Mm -hmm. And now it's like when Mass Effect Andromeda comes out, it's super notable. It's a really, it's a a big story because that doesn't happen too often. Yeah, Um, exactly. I I think about video game reviews a lot with that because uh, at Super Jump we don't put scores on reviews, but we do have re- reviews and we do say in 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 more creative ways than a number I would argue we say whether or not we liked a game, and yeah. I I think that if we were writing around the time of the PlayStation Two, the PlayStation One or Two era, we would have to put reviews or maybe we would have to at least think about it more. Because, or, yeah. or put scores, I mean, because uh, mm-hmm. it, at that point it was like a consumer review situation. Just yeah, like exactly. parents need to know whether or not this mm-hmm. game like works. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that that phrasing of like whether or not this game works, like that was kind of like when a game wasn't like buggy and you could actually play it, that was a big deal back in the day. Like I think people nowadays don't realize like kind of could be especially since we get a lot of free to play games that are actually fully like Fortnite, you know, that's a free to play game, but it's fully fleshed out. It's got good control systems, all that kind of stuff. But like back in the day there were games from AAA developers that barely worked. You know, like you could barely do anything at all. So it's like you know, yeah, I think if we were back then, you know, we probably would have had to put scores. Cause I think of the old days of like X play on G4 and stuff like that, where they kind of had to really give you like, okay, like here's some words about it, but like, here's a score at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. It, I remember having this like fairly odd parents game for GameCube that, uh, I thought was a pretty good 3d platformer until around halfway through. And then there was this one level that just, it, unless you did this very specific near Mario 64 speed running levels of tech, um you could just that was the way to progress if you didn't do it you couldn't progress like at that time you you gotta score that you you have to say nah you shouldn't yeah you have to say (laughs) you shouldn't make that game um yeah i'm just glad we're not really past we're 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 past that so we can focus more on like the the artistry i guess for for lack of a better word uh, of the game uh, so that's the Harry Potter game. It looks great. We're all really excited for it. Uh, I hope it comes out sooner than l- later, but I would understand if it was still pretty early because there was stuff in that video. Um, I think like one of the trolls was named like Troll and then like a, a code number after that. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's early. That's going to have a name yeah. in the final <laughs> game. Um, but let's transition to being just a little bit misunderstood and a lot into Tim Burton at Hot Topic. Here's the hot topic, Wyatt. Cross-play is happening at Sony. We're, we're finally there. I, I kind of didn't think we'd see it this generation of consoles. Yeah, I didn't think we would see it either. Because Sony has been so adamant about kind of keeping their apples into their own basket. Yeah, they're they're a very particular company in, in, in regards to um, what the PS4 is allowed to connect to. In the past... Um, 
in 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 the past there have been certain games that have cross play between the PC version of that game and the PS4 version of that game. That's not really been a concern. It is a real concern when cro- when cross play is being asked for between PS4 and Xbox One and Nintendo Switch and mobile devices and PC all at the same time. Um yeah. they have never allowed this. They have never said that's okay. Until mm-hmm. now, they've said that Fortnite uh, will go through a beta period of testing for for crossplay, and soon it will just be completely open. You can play uh, your a Fortnite game on PC against your friend on Switch, against your friend on the phone, and uh, they haven't done this part yet, but they're working on merging profiles if you've ever had to make a different epic profile on a different device because you couldn't do pro- uh, cross play with playstation now you'll be able to just put them all together and you'll have one combined profile why what is your take on this like it, you know i when they first kind of you know this first hit came to a head when the switch version came out and it basically it prevented you from even playing the Switch version if you'd ever connected your account to PlayStation. Yeah, that was because such of bullshit. PlayStation. Like that that pissed me off so bad cuz like cuz I had played originally on the PlayStation and then I switched to PC and then when the Switch came out I was like this is perfect. Now I can play this like sitting on my couch. Um and then I went to log in and they were like, "Oh, sorry, like we basically Epic was just kind of like, "Hey, somebody else said that you can't do this, so I'm sorry you can't do this." And it was just like, are you kidding me right now? So, you know, and I'm, you know, at that point, it was just like, okay, Sony has to budge. But they didn't, you know, because that was four months ago. That was in June because it happened at E3. So it's like, yeah, it's taken them a really long time. Yeah. So it was like, at a certain point, I was like, maybe this just isn't going to happen. Like, I mean, it's something that I think eventually would have had to happen, if not now, at some point, because you just can't do that because then eventually people are just going to stop buying your products because if it going forward, it's like, well, if I like if my friend buys it on this thing and, and I have this one, we can't ever play together. So, so the fact that, you know, they're kind of doing this now, it's kind of like a situation where you're like, okay, like about time. But at the same time, it's, it's honestly surprising because Sony has been so steadfast on this for so long. So Fortnite is the biggest game in the world. Could this yeah. have happened to a game that isn't Fortnite? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't I think, think so either. You know, <laughs> like if if it happened, I think if, if Fortnite didn't exist, I don't think this would have happened for like maybe another like five or six years. Wow. And, and I think it would have it would have taken like a change in the industry. Like I think it would have like whatever happens with the next generation of consoles. I think it would have been something along those lines where. It was just kind of natural. Like, I, I, you know, I don't know what the next, you know, what technology is going to be like. But I feel like it would have been more of a technological slash, like, just industry-wide change. Um, whereas Fortnite just literally forced their hand. Yeah. Because it's the biggest game in the world. Because it's got, you know, I don't know, like, three, four million concurrent players at, like, almost all times. Um, like, I think Fortnite was just... Yeah, because there's been other games that have had this problem, like Overwatch. Um, you know, you can't crossplay Overwatch between uh, you know PS4 and Xbox, and same with Call of Duty. Um, 
Rocket League, even though Xbox, like I remember when Rocket League happened, that was one where you thought it might happen because Xbox was like, okay, you can play with PC, that's fine. Yeah. But then they were like, oh, but sorry, uh, we want to let you play with your friends on PlayStation, but Sony won't let us. So, because Rocket League was kind of like, I think the last kind of game that was everybody was kind of talking about because it was so easy to kind of pick up and it, i think when it was on playstation plus and everybody got it for free that was kind of like all right cool um but you know not since then has there ever been a game that's been kind of just like this ubiquitous so i think if not for fortnite i think we would have been waiting a long time was it rocket league that had the thing where um the developer opened up crossplay for like a day and then they closed it later that day, and they said, "Oops, I accidentally turned on crossplay." Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> that was yeah, because that's when they that because at that point everybody was like, "Oh, so it is possible." Yeah, it's possible, <laughs> and it's just a thing that is turned off rather than a yeah, thing that you have exactly. to build. Which makes me wonder. So the the crossplay for Fortnite right now is in beta, whereas Rocket League accidentally turned it on. Accidentally in quotes, turned it on for yeah. a day. <laughs> So what's the beta for? What what are they trying to figure out still? I think honestly, I think they're calling it a beta because it's they're only letting Epic use it right now. Um, I think because if they if they say that like, hey, this is the full blown feature, then other people like the you know Treyarch and Infinity Ward that make Call of Duty, sure, they would yeah. be like, well, if this isn't a beta, like, why can't we use this? Because we're kind of like the second biggest game ish kind of in the world. Um, so like, why can't we use this thing? So I think if Sony's just kind of like, Hey, this is just a beta. Like, we're just, we're just trying this out. Cause you know, like it's just a button. Like there's no way that <laughs> Sony has it's, to do anything special. Like it's Sony. It's a true false variable you know, that is currently. Yeah. To it's co- just, uh, it's, false. it's, I'm sure it's like a couple lines of code that somebody just had to like, just put insert into the, into the you know, network system or whatever. I don't know how coding works, but I can't imagine that it was anything more than something that took somebody about five minutes to do, if that. Sure, yeah, I I totally agree. Uh, I I wonder if it just hasn't been a concern because for the most of this console generation, for most of this console generation, the uh, Xbox One hasn't put up an appropriate force of competition for ps4 and the switch with fortnite finally has so Mm -hmm. now it's suddenly a thing that they need to think about for for other consoles rather than just pc and ps4 um so so like for 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 uh black ops 4 that's going to be a really popular battle royale game as well Mm -hmm. but it's not going to be on switch so i don't know if they're going to care yeah 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 it's it's going to be like I'm kind of that's kind of like the next big one that I'm curious how they're gonna handle um, because it, it, they've said that like I can't remember who either it was like a, a Sony exec or something or like a or if it was a Call of Duty higher up but somebody said that like hey like you know we're we're looking into bringing it to other games so it's kind of like a, all right so this kind of opened up the door of maybe this could be something that you know black ops 4 could have but it doesn't sound like it's gonna happen like now yeah like i think if it happens for another game i think it won't be for a while because from what it sounded like 
it sounds like they just did this for Fortnite just to kind of like get everyone off their back, but they're still going to try to hold their cards close to their chest. Yeah. I w- so if it does happen for for a Call of Duty game, it probably won't be till like the next one. I wonder if the game that might push their buttons the most next would be Minecraft. Um, mm. Because recently they they finally made it so you can play Minecraft together on a server on, from Xbox mm-hmm. to Switch to phones to PC, everything. Um, yeah. The only thing that's left out is PS4. And, I mean, Minecraft isn't the hottest game in the world anymore, but it's still really big. It's it's like a dormant big game. And I, I, yeah, I wonder like, if I that's think affecting it still has it all. pretty good. Yeah, it, you know, that's... That was one... Like, I think if Minecraft... If, if they had kind of pushed the cross-platform thing earlier on in Minecraft's uh, lifetime, it might have been something that they could have used to force... Uh, Sony's hand because Minecraft was pretty big like when it first yeah. came out like I remember like when I started college like that was one of my friends because it hadn't even gotten big and my friend was like hey there's a game called Minecraft like you can build whatever you want and I was like that sounds kind of cool and then within the next six months it like exploded and then they had you know the phone versions and all that kind of stuff so that was one of the last games that was really big like that so if the, if they had kind of pushed for that a little bit earlier they probably could have gotten Sony to to buckle a little bit earlier maybe yeah um i i heard that japan is kind of like going through their minecraft moment right now like they are mm. they're going through what five years ago america was going through with minecraft so i wonder if, if uh overseas it, it might be a bigger deal it might be a, a bigger force especially because that game is made by microsoft yeah that mm-hmm. it, it might be or at least owned by microsoft it might be something they would want to consider more. Um, so, so I, I wanted to ask you because you have specific uh, legitimacy in this area. How how will the advent of crossplay in Fortnite? I mean, it's already had crossplay and on like every other platform, but now that the mm-hmm. the biggest platform for it probably has crossplay, yeah. will that influence the esports or competitive scene at all? I think it, it's going to have not as big effects. Like, it's not going to be a huge effect or anything like that. But I think it is going to have minor effects because it's going to allow more people to get into, like, the comp scene, yeah. I think. Um, because it's going to allow people... Because right now, like, cause the, the comp scene, because Epic doesn't really have, like, a full-blown league kind of going. Like, they have these, like, skirmish events where they invite different content creators and different pro players um, to kind of play, but they don't have like an actual league. So a lot of the way that people practice is they practice through scrims. So in basically like 50 or 60 pro players will join up in a discord and then they'll all queue up at the same time so that they can get into a game together and then they'll just kind of play it out like that. So it kind of turns into even, even though it's in a public lobby it kind of feels like an actual like pro match because they're all kind of matched together. So with this crossplay now, it's going to open new doors where people from different uh, platforms are going to be able to jump in there. So like people can set up scrims between you know if you were an Xbox player, uh, you can set up scrims with uh, with um, PS4 players now, and you know or if you you know if you happen to be like the lone player who's trying to be comp on the switch like you can kind of get involved too so i think it's just gonna 
it's going to open the pot a little bit more to who is able to kind of get into these scenes. So um, I, I would have assumed that most of like the heavy duty, the big boy competitive people. I mean, this, this is probably true, right? They're all on PC. Yeah, it, it's true. But there is a a larger number than you would think that actually do play on PS4. Interesting. I don't know how they they do it as well because I've I've tried to play on PS4 and like you know I can play Call of Duty and stuff like that on PS4, but Fortnite with the building aspect, it's like how how are you doing this? But some people. They're able to build very well, even on uh, on PS4. So while most people are on PC, and that's why it won't have like this huge kind of sweeping effect on the the esports scene, um, it it still will have some smaller effects, I think, just because more people will kind of get into the competitive side, maybe, and then they may even end up switching to PC. But it might be like, hey, now that we can play with other people, it'll allow us to to experience this and it'll just kind of grow the pot a little bit more right on um yeah i I, i'd love to see more people in more games have this opportunity to just all be part of the same thing um i i think there's this um even though the cube was falling into the lake at the same time regardless of whether or not you were actually able to play with other people that had that experience the fact that it was bifurcated like that made it seem a little bit less together i don't know mm-hmm. maybe that's just me but like with with that all together now that that feels a lot more special I, i'm a lot happier that that's the yeah way it is. yeah it seems like it feels like a long time coming because like you know playing with your friends no matter what what platform they play on is something that honestly should be there because you know it, it's sony's thinking because you know they they put out a, a statement after everybody kind of got their feathers all in a bunch uh, during E3 when it, everyone found out that they, they that their their account was basically like poisoned if they ever mm-hmm. touched a PlayStation account. Um, and you know, Sony put out this statement of, well, you know, we like to provide the best experience on PlayStation and blah blah. blah. And, and they basically were coming from this angle where they thought that if if we let people cross play, they're going to not buy PlayStation anymore. And it's, it's just such a weird thought to me because it's not like if, you know, if I can play with my friend on Xbox, that means I'm just going to go buy an Xbox. Yeah. Like if you still create a good, if if you create other games that people still want to play, they're still going to buy your system. So, you know, the fact that, that there's any of these barriers between the different platforms and no one can play with their, their friends, on any platform in general is still just kind of a weird thing. Cause it's like, it's 2018. We can do a lot of things like this. Shouldn't be something we still have to worry about, but, uh, hopefully other games kind of push the push Sony's hand a little bit and, and force them to, to continue opening up this feature. I feel like there might've been some dissonance between the idea that, um, like Netflix is an app. It, it's a, it's a functional app for, everything it's on phones it's on Mm -hmm. on consoles of course sony is going to promote it it's going to have it on its thing not because it's a selling point for the playstation 4 but because not having it would be an anti-selling point exactly Um, Mm -hmm. and that is the case for the switch like people are a little upset that it doesn't have like all of those normal streaming services um yeah but they they wouldn't have viewed Fortnite in that way because 
I, I think they were just so certain that they could convince people that despite it being everywhere, playing Fortnite on PS4 was a selling point for the PS4 rather than it being more like Netflix than a real game. Uh, yeah. Like Fortnite mm-hmm. is at that Netflix point where it is an app. It is, uh, I mean, it's a game, of course, but the absence of it is more jarring than anything else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, I maybe they finally realized that, and maybe uh, that's what it takes for a game to be cross-platform at Sony. But uh, yeah, like yeah. It, like I guess if for for Sony to open the doors, it has to be a cultural phenomenon that literally everybody and their mom knows about. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, that's been the show. Thank you so much for being on with me, Wyatt. Uh, before we close out, though. Let's head into some after-school activities. Wyatt, what is your after-school activity? Uh, so mine is going to be uh, this video by Average Trey VG on YouTube. Uh, it's called The World Record History of Super Mario Sunshine. Uh, so it's this really cool kind of uh, documentary-style uh, history of, of speedruns for this game. So... You know, because as speedruns develop, you know, usually when a game comes out, everybody just kind of looks for the fastest route by playing the game normally. And then as time goes on, people find new glitches. People find, like, oh, I can skip this area if I do this thing. Um, so Super Mario Sunshine is kind of a cool example um, because different players have just come up with different routes and just seeing kind of the progression of the how the times have gone because usually uh, for a long time they'll just hit a wall where no one can get past this particular point and then one person will just find some glitch or some skip that will really blow things open and it rejuvenizes the community um so this video really kind of goes through from start to finish and shows you all the different glitches that have come up for super mario sunshine just how all the players have just kind of evolved over time so it's a really fun watch especially if you're in your speed runs you're just kind of into digging into like the history of, of these uh, areas that you may not know a lot about. I think it's a really fun watch. That's awesome. Um, my after school activity is less specific. Uh, I, I implore you to just look at the discourse that's surrounding the release of Super Mario Party right now. It's a game that I, I think it's coming out soon. I don't think it's out yet. Um, it, it, it's weirdly divisive. It's surprisingly divisive because you... I think at this point, when people see Mario Party, at least people of a certain generation, they look at it and say, oh, yeah, you know, there's like 15 of those. <laughs> there's <Yeah>. a billion. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know how to feel about this one. But this one is a different thing where it seems to have given a lot of people a lot of hope that they will correct what strong Mario Party fans, and it's very interesting to see who, who uh, subscribes to that label, would have thought would have changed some stuff about Mario Party 10 and and Mario Party 9 which were very disliked games but there's also a bunch of new problems and it has to to do a lot with the game's connection to uh on online services and the game's um amount of content and the way the boards work and there's stuff in there that that's just really fascinating to me that I I wouldn't have assumed that people would have, would have felt uh this way cuz I felt like a certain way about um, th- them abandoning the traditional board structure of like Mario Party two and three have always been my favorites. So so mm-hmm. yeah, uh, you can I I guess I would recommend uh, videos from Arlo on YouTube. Uh, King K has a pretty good monologue video 
uh, just talking about Super Mario Party, I would recommend that one as well. So just check that out. Uh, if you want to write into the podcast, you can do so at podcast at superjumpmagazine.com. That's podcast at superjumpmagazine.com. If you write us in with a comment or a question, you can uh, you have the ability to be read on the show. You have the probability to be read on the show. I won't say that we'll definitely do it. Uh, because you can write literally whatever, and it'll just get it'll get to me, and maybe my feelings will be hurt, but you won't pass that on to our <laughs> listeners. Uh, so until next time, please remember to subscribe, review us on on uh, iTunes, tell a friend, review us on whatever other thing accepts reviews for our podcast. Uh, thanks for listening, and stay super.